This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Now, here's your host, GoPowerCat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Insiders. Tim Fitzgerald, Tim Everson, Glenn Kenley, Brian Hanley. I've moved the furniture around, and I look really yellow. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I need to do that or that. I don't, none of it's making a difference. I'm apparently jaundiced and uh, Glenn is on the face of the sun. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. I got one, I can show you actually. I got one big light above me looking straight down at me and I yeah, can't nothing, tell. Yeah. Nothing like good lighting from a fluorescent light. <laughs> uh, speaking of fluorescent, the other personalities in the room, Tim Everson and Brian Hanley, how are you gentlemen? Good, good. I'm good. This is very Brady Bunch that we have going on. I know. On right this is the new look. I, I have like gone. It. I've gone to all bottom banners. Uh, uh, this is inside stuff, and nobody will care but me. But uh, Streamyard lets you set up, um, design your own windows. You know, but they limit it at eight. So if I have different setups, I only have so many I can do, and so everything's going to be across the bottom now. But it won't let you do fill the screen with four like we had before in this setup for whatever reason. So here we are. We're the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Let's go to a Jan right now. Um, hey, uh, Brian, what do you think? Uh, Orlando, expensive bowl, new bowl for K-State, NC State. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, this opportunity for K-State? I think it's a good thing. Um, I know it's going to be expensive for fans to get there uh, and, and all that, but I think it's a good thing for K-State to get into Florida to go play a bowl game in Florida uh, just for Agreed. exposure uh, alone. You know, it, it's a state that K-State used to regularly recruit in. Uh, we didn't always get the top guys out of Florida, but we got guys out of Florida and guys that end up playing on Sundays out of Florida. Those were things that K-State got. So I think playing a, a football game down there, even a bowl game like this, where there may not be a ton of fans, not a ton of fanfare, um, I believe is an outstanding thing. And it's the first time that K-State's ever been to a bowl game in Florida. So that's a big that's really thing. Really cool. Really cool. Uh, Tim, you tried to book airfare today. Did you Did you succeed? I did. I did it. We're is the that. Manhattan Mercury bankrupt? <laughs> We're, uh, you know, if anyone would like to buy any computers from around 1985, we're we're, we're trying to them. trying to get some inventory out to uh, to pay for. No, um, no, I, I'm excited personally. I, yeah. I'm, I think this is a fun. It's a fun trip. It's a trip that you know K State fans have been. You know, they've been to Houston so much. They've been to Memphis. They've been to Phoenix so much. You know, this is. It's not very often that they get a chance to do something 
totally different. They got that last year uh, going to New Orleans. Plus, they get an opponent that they've never played before. And so, you know, it's way more exciting than, you know, if they were stuck in Houston and had to play Texas A&M again. Yeah, that would that would have been awful. I mean, that would have been awful. There were, I guess, there was a window when it looked like Oklahoma might sneak into the New Year Six that they could have ended up in the Alamo. But yeah, returning to Houston to play A and M for the, I think it's the seventeenth time. I'm not, I, I've, I've lost track. But yeah, would have. A <laughs> and M's not very excited about that. Trust me, I've spoken to their publisher. Oh, we get to stay home again, <laughs> uh, which is the, the opposite of having to go to Florida. But uh, yeah. Glenn, it's like will you be our trip, right? Well, it's yeah, it's just right up the road. That's... It's like if uh, K State played in the Topeka Bowl, <laughs> which they could if they wanted to. Palmer Sports Park, I think, is open this time of year. So it's beautiful. Topeka, Topeka is a 20, 12 months a year kind of town. Um, <laughs> Glenn, uh, will you be covering or will your station be covering? Because this is not cheap. It's not. Yeah, that's a good question. I probably, that's probably on my list of to do's in the next uh, 10 hours is figure that out. I, w- I would think that we're going to go at least, and I think it'll be me, but I'm not positive on that yet. But uh, I don't know. I think I might try to convince him to let me drive down there. Ooh. Well, that's interesting. What do you think about that? It's a haul. Huh? That's, that's, that's tough. Brian if, you, Brian, if you get up to Topeka, you can come with. No, no, I'm going to pass. Look, I had my my share of driving to Florida when I was at K-State driving to Panama City. So I, I did that, Ooh. and I was – 22 years old at the time and it seemed like it took forever at 48 i'm 1000 percent out i am out come on man i need i need somebody on the road trip man you don't you don't want to spend 20 hours in a car after you know still recovering Ooh. from knee surgery you know awesome so weird <laughs> i'll even let you i'll even let you play the music brian you know what just sleep on it maybe give me a, give me an answer on next week's show you don't need to decide right now we'll, i got we'll, you i got we'll you revisit. <laughs> yeah it's it's the fact that you'd have to get from frisco texas to Tubeca. <laughs> it's probably just as bad right um, right <laughs> You know, because it's a much shorter drive, but let's be honest, you end up in Topeka. Don't get spite <laughs> of that, Glenn. Your employer is out of Topeka. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, let's just lay this out. I, I, We're veterans at this. We know all the tricks of the, the booking trade, and, and we've suspected this bowl game for, what, well, since they beat Kansas. And so three weeks or so. So we booked Southwest because, you know, it's – if you book the right fares, it's transferable credit. We're, we're going to use Southwest. So um, we did that. Um, but even doing that, flying early, early Christmas morning with the two guys I'm sending and uh, coming back the 30th, not the 29th, it was still 500 bucks a, a ticket. Okay. Everyone says, well, fly into Melbourne, fly into Atlanta, fly into folks, everything. It, everyone's trying to get to the southern United States yeah. this time of year and every airfare right now. Basically, one leg uh, into on Southwest into Orlando. The first leg's like seven hundred and seventy dollars, just a leg, just to get there. So it's it's not cheap. It's a mess, but uh, it'll be a fun experience. And uh, now, more importantly, let's move on to the football aspect. Uh, but first, a reminder: this is the Insiders, the K State Insiders. Uh, we're going to talk about football and basketball and bowls and the transfer portal. We're going to get into everything that impacts the Wildcats. And uh, if you're not subscribing to this YouTube channel, please do so. If you're not subscribing to GoPowerCat.com, 
they snuck a 60% off sale on me and I didn't know about it till this morning at 24 seven sports. So go do that. You can get, uh, if you miss the 75, let's be honest, 60% isn't much different. You suck at math. You don't understand, um, but it's still a good deal. Um, and hit, hit that thumbs up. If you're enjoying the show and, and leave comments, we have nothing in our comments right now since the show started and I'm, I'm hurt. I'm, yeah. I'm damaged. <laughs> I thought everyone was going to compliment my new setup, man. It's, it's beautiful. It's we, you got out of the hospital and you're in now a containment box. I thought people were going to congratulate me on on finally getting out of the hospital weeks later. But. It kind of looks like they've moved you from the hospital ward to the mental ward and you got batted <laughs> balls. Congratulations. You can't prove it. You can't no, prove that. No, no. Uh, look, there's a good reason why a lot of K-Staters want to go to this game, Brian. And his name's Avery Johnson. And it's not just him. It's going to be some other young guys. It looks like Ben Sennett isn't playing. Uh, hi, Chase. Thanks for leaving a comment. And, um, you know, there's there's just going to be a lot of young guys on the field, but it starts at quarterback. People are intrigued by Avery Johnson. And his his talent is so tangible that Will Howard left. And I, I don't mean that as an insult. That's just the truth of the situation. Everyone in veneer knows uh, this is a mini Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation. I mean, right. I'm not comparing talent here. I'm just, it's the similar situation. The veteran knows, got to move on because the young guy's going to play. But that playing now starts in Orlando. And I, for one, uh, am fired up to see what the result of that is. Yeah, I think a lot of K State fans are. Um, I know a lot of K State fans are a little panicked because guys are jumping in the transfer portal, but. I wouldn't be panicked. Uh, I think it's going to be fine. But I'm really excited to see. What I'm really, I guess I should say, more excited to see than anything is Avery throw the football. Yeah, That's what I am really excited to see is him throw the football. We know he can run it. We know he's going to run it. Uh, there's going to be aspects to all of that. But I'm excited to see him throw the football down the field, down the middle of the field. You know, it's not that he can't. We just didn't see that. Yeah. Well, the few so, times they let him do it, he did it well. Exactly. That's why, that's why I didn't understand why they were so gun shy with him against you know later in the season. He he, Tim, he showed he could do this. Yeah. Uh, I have no worries about him throwing the ball. Do I expect him to make mistakes? Yeah, I watched a bunch of games on Saturday against teams in in conference championships with veteran quarterbacks making mistakes. There will be mistakes. It's part of the game. No, absolutely, and I I. I'm excited personally because okay. it's it, it's it's throwing the ball. It's it's having the full, you know. They said when you know going into the season, yeah, no, Avery has the full command of the offense. He can do anything. But we never got to fully see that. And then versus Texas Tech, you know, they 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 found what was working, and then they just pounded it into oblivion uh, with with the quarterback run. But now he's going to have the entire bull prep. As the number one guy, he's going to get all the number one reps. He's going to get all nice and comfortable. Uh, and I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for K-State fans. It will be. Glenn, it's it, it's cool. And, I mean, not to put pressure on your bosses, but uh, getting some of that, what do you call it in the business, B-roll yeah, on, on Avery is kind of important, isn't it? Or VO, if you want to call it that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think – if I'm a K-State fan, I'm not too worried about 
necessarily not that it doesn't matter like obviously you'd love to see him win the game i'm more so just want to see this potential like really show up you know and if avery makes some mistakes i'm okay with that but let him lose maybe get get a couple of those younger wide receivers in there we know jace brown will be on the field maybe a couple other guys um but let him loose and and let him really take control of that offense um do some things that maybe you wouldn't have done with will um, and I'm excited to see that now, like, it's not going to be perfect, but, uh, I think there's a good chance we, we watch this bowl game and, and we, you know, um, K-State media and K-State fans and K-State alums are, are really excited for 2024. I think that's the goal. By the end of this game, you want to say, Hey, that you may, you may even say, Hey, that wasn't pretty, but, but it might be pretty by the time we get to September. Right. right. I think that's the goal in this one. And, um, you will see some new faces. I mean, we t- we mentioned the portal, but um, Will wasn't the only guy to leave, right? And so you you might see um, behind DJ Giddens, maybe some some other guys get snaps at running back. Um, defensively, some guys hit the portal. Um, but I, I'm with Brian, not too really worried about it. I think a lot of those were probably mutual decisions, if I had to guess, um, that it wasn't like K-State was trying, begging those guys to stay. Um, and probably a good sign, not only at quarterback, but at running back, that K-State has a lot of trust in D.J. Giddens, and he proved himself this year, and that he's kind of the guy back there moving forward. Yeah, nobody's talking about that. We we find out today the third stringer's going, uh, Frias. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they'll have to lean on freshmen to back up D.J. Giddens. Uh, they love this freshman class. And we saw some guys play this year, um, not named Avery, that were effective. Jason, um, you know, the – Romaine at linebacker. There were some guys in the back, defensive backfield. It's it's a significant class. they got a lot of dudes that can play. So I'll be interested to see how much they turn them loose. I'll be interested to see if any other seniors say, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. Um, and, and technically, Ben Sennett isn't a senior. Academically, he is. Uh, and he's already declared for the senior bowl, which means he's leaving. So um, that doesn't surprise me. Cooper Beebe will play. Um, that that doesn't surprise me either. He he just wants to play. He's just like he loves pancakes. He loves pancakes. <laughs> and and oddly, there's not like a pancake flavored pop tart, which makes no sense. Are we doing breakfast or not? They might need to work on that. Yeah, and I think yeah. with BB, it's as much about he he loves to play, but he loves those guys on the line. I I figured they would probably all play because. The, if we're being honest, those guys just want to spend four more weeks together. Like those yeah. guys just love each other. I think they love Connor Riley, and Connor Riley was probably like, "Come on, guys, let's hang out for a few more weeks." So that's huge news for Avery Johnson, though, too, right? Like to have oh. that veteran O line of guys who have been at K State like a combined thirty eight years um, or something like that up front. I mean, that should be a benefit for him. Yeah, you, you offensive linemen are weird, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bit. you got to be to do the job. You get no glory, and when you screw up, you get yelled at it, and everyone sees it. Every the, the replay is, oh yeah, that left guard missed a block. <laughs> um, it, the only one with the worst life on a football team is a snapper. Gets no recognition oh, yeah. for doing his job, but boy, does he get tormented when he screws up once. But yeah, it just goes with the business, isn't it? You become a, a fraternity of sorts, don't you, Brian? You do, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's a, a no, it's a non-glamorous position. Um, so you just kind of, you bond together and that's kind of where the bond is, is that you understand that you're not going to get any glory. You get a ton of blame, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, you just have to bond together. Uh, our glory can't always came in the film room watching because pancakes and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of been more commercialized now, but back when I played in the late 90s, it wasn't so much. So getting in the 
in the film room and watching that stuff, we used to have a ball watching all that stuff and laughing or the, the, what was really funny. You see an offensive lineman pull and they trip over their feet. Now we would have a ball at that <laughs> just laughing at each other. So it, it's good camaraderie. So I can't imagine those guys all wanting to play together one last time just so they can be together for a while. I have the dogs in the studio today and there was a, there was an attempted theft of trash going on behind me. <laughs> yes. Um, Becky's out of town for the week, so I'm a stay-at-home dog dad. Um, who's, who's watching you then? No, no one. Oh, you know what? Five years ago, uh, I wouldn't be doing the show. I'd be in Aggieville on a Monday <laughs> afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, unsupervised. But now, uh, due to aging and other circumstances, I am going to just do nothing. I'm going to be good you. at it. Uh, let's talk about an important topic that I addressed in today's daily delivery, uh, the actual pop tarts um i'm intrigued by this tim do you as an adult sort of uh do do you eat pop tarts not regularly no no uh glenn do you uh on occasion okay that's fine fine. maybe once or twice a month maybe uh wow we have them in the company kitchen here at work, so if I don't have time to grab food, I just go back there, and, and it's like one okay. of the things I can That's a perfect that lead-in. That's yeah. a perfect lead-in to where I'm going. Uh, Brian? I'm at the grocery store. That... Yeah. Uh, how about you, Pop-Tarts? Uh, no. No. I, I I've probably had three in my life. That's where I think I am. I think I I distantly remember as a child having one or two. But oh my gosh, that's so sad. I know. It's a, well, I'm from the hard streets of Salina, man. It was rough. <laughs> we barely you couldn't get your hands on pop tart. No, no, I could probably got my hands on a a handgun, but not a pop tart. <laughs> um, um, Jerome Tang just admitted they have pop tarts in their break room at the basketball office. And not just because of the bowl, they they've had him in the past and he, he was befuddled by uh, my source for today's DD picking the s'mores pop tart as the top pop tart. Hmm. I I'm disturbed that most of the pop tarts now aren't fruit flavored. They're, they're weird stuff. Like they got some weird cinnamon. ones now. They have like the originals and then I, I kind of put them in two categories, the originals and then kind of the new ones, which are weirder. I usually stick the originals though. So th- with that in mind, I will refer to this game as the Tangerine Bowl. I'm sticking with the original. Uh, uh, I see a, a, a viewer from UCF Weekly will be there. Um, uh, his commute is going to be much easier than everyone else's, I would assume. Of course, he still has to deal with Orlando traffic. Turns out, actually, he just said that he would host Brian and I as long as Brian road trips with me. So. Yeah, but, well, that's interesting. I, <laughs> I haven't caught up to that one in the chat yet. I keep waiting the pot for you, Big B. It, it, it's getting more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what I would do, though. I would I would go to the doctor and get a catheter put in. Um, and just drive straight through. We, we'd, we'd leave Topeka and we get to Kansas City. I'm like, Glenn, I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I can make it to Columbia from here. I, you know, it just wouldn't be pretty. Wouldn't be pretty. Uh, I, I have not done my research on NC State. Uh, our Ryan Wallace at Go Cat has posted something about NC State. I need to really dig into him. Uh, but let's just throw this open. Uh, I watched a good part of the ACC title game. Uh, Brian, you're a Louisville guy. I'm not blown away by the level of football. I'm just not. And, and granted, Florida State has a quarterback injury. We all know about that. The committee knew about that. Uh, I, they were clearly the best team, I think, in the conference with the quarterback. But 
I, I feel like anyone out of the ACC right now is a, a favorable matchup, even if you're playing a true freshman quarterback. Yeah, NC State is – I mean, Louisville played them, so I, I watched yeah. the game. I think it was a Thursday night. Uh, they played NC State or Friday night, one of the two. And NC State's a tough team. Their defense is tough. Now, I say defense is tough compared to Louisville's offense. And if you watch Louisville's offense on Saturday, you know that not very good. He took uh, two but, sacks on fourth down. Yeah, just horrible I, 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 I didn't even have a dog play. in the fight. And I, was I mean, just despicable quarterback play. I mean, you're lucky I have a television left because I was throwing things. I mean, it was unbelievable. But – this is definitely a favorable matchup. Uh, now they're going to be they're they're a well coached team. Uh, they're not going to com- uh, commit a, a ton of penalties or anything like that. They play tough. Uh, they're going to play physical, just not necessarily as talented uh, in, in all aspects. And the quarterback play is iffy. So uh, I think it's a favorable matchup for K State. Uh, we're going to have to play on on offense though. Now their defense is okay. Uh, yeah. and, and it's tough. So we're going to have to play on offense, which I think is good if we're playing Avery. I think it's great that we have the offensive line there because trying to just throw a bunch of young guys out there to say it, it's a throwaway bowl or it's a bowl game to get guys reps. And eh, I don't know if you want to do that against an NC State defense. Yeah. But, um, but I like I, I like K-State's matchup. On the flip side of that, Brian, I would, I would say from a perspective of can they win maybe a favorable matchup, from the perspective of like who did you want to play, I I don't know about you guys. When it came down to, I think uh, McMurphy reported it was going to be Notre Dame or NC State, and I was hoping they would get Notre Dame. Just from the perspective of, of almost a brand and a reputation, the, if, you, if they would have got Notre Dame, you could have said the last three years, K-State played <clears throat> LSU, Alabama, and Notre Dame in its bowl game. That's pretty good company. Now you can look at the outcome from the Alabama game and say, well, uh, how'd that go? But – Still, that's pretty good company to say, hey, look who look who we match up with in the postseason. Uh, and NC State, you know, no disrespect at all, but I don't think uh, if K-State wins the game, it's going to be a, uh, you know, people are a bit, oh, man, now look at K-State. They, they beat NC State, man. Like, what a win, you know. So uh, I would have – personally, I would have loved to see them play Notre Dame. I think that would have been no. a lot of fun. But um, I think this could still be a lot of fun. I'm not saying it won't be. Yeah, I mean, I it would have. I would have loved to play Notre Dame. Um, I was actually, to be honest, and I was hoping they played Louisville. Uh, I knew that wasn't really a, a strong right. possibility just for my, you know, own selfish take. Uh, but I, I think NC State, it, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, people on the East Coast know a little bit more about NC State. I think it'll be better for K-State to – to maybe brandish out there a little bit. I don't know that we're going to start recruiting in North Carolina or anything like that, but we can't in Florida. So I just think the bowl game, the overall yeah, game is going to be good for us. For anyone confused, Brian Hanley did play at Kansas state, but he's from Louisville. Correct. So this, this has been his lifelong uh, thing. Wait, we can't explain can we, the Steelers. Can we get a, is it Louisville, Louisville? Louisville. It Louisville. is Louisville. Louisville. I, but here's the thing. I say Louisville so people know who the Louisville. hell I'm okay. talking about. Kind of if right. I don't say that, nobody's going to know. I see. Mush it all together, Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, or you could go with right. Louisville. That's always a popular. Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, let's move on to another topic uh, the the Will Howard lottery. Um, and, and look, let, let me be clear K State fans uh, at times were very upset with Will Howard's play. 
But if you watch the games on Saturday, you have a better idea where Will Howard sits in the quarterback pecking order. Um, the two kids from you know playing in the Pac-12 championship um, are Heisman contenders. They're elite. They were really good this year. They made mistakes in their game, but they're both very good. But the talk is Will will pull at minimum $1.5 million from an NIL deal from a school. And I just spoke of Oregon and Washington. They are both involved with Will Howard, as is USC, Wisconsin, Kentucky. Who am I forgetting? Miami. And K-Staters know Miami has NIL money. Uh, they they packed it in someone's pocket, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and um, uh, the schools are lining up. A veteran quality quarterback in an NIL marketplace is a valuable commodity. Tim Everson, are you shocked at all that he is so uh, wanted out there in the college football world? Not at all. I, I, I knew. I think we talked about. We talked about, uh, you know, late in the season, if this was a possibility, he would be a valuable commodity because of his experience, because of his success, because of his skill set, uh, because of his leadership abilities. I mean, he is, let's say, for instance, he a school picks him up and, God forbid, he, he would get hurt in the spring or whatever, doesn't play. He is such a valuable part of a locker room that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's you know worth $1.5 million, but still, I mean, it's just, it's, it's value add ev- in, in almost every aspect. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, he, he is going to, and I'm, 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 I'm super happy for Will that he is being courted to this level that, that, uh, <laughs> head coaches from very prestigious universities are flying their butts to Manhattan, Kansas to talk to him. Um, I, I think that's wonderful. And, and it's what he deserves. It's what, uh, it, it's what he's worked for. And I'm, I'm going to be incredibly interested to watch him wherever he ends up next year. I agree. As long as it's not a few handful of schools, uh, I will be on board watching him whenever. I really sincerely like Will Howard. I think he's a good person. Yeah. Um, He's an emotional person. um, And we've seen that play out. You know, at the end of the Iowa State game, he was emotional. At the end of the Oklahoma State game last year, he was on cloud nine while the students were carrying him off the field, so he was pretty close to the clouds. And uh, he's he's a he's an up-and-down character, but he's also, as Tim said, uh, a good locker room guy. And um, he has helped Avery along, knowing that this would probably be the result. Uh, and I think in some ways the coaches rewarded him by, I don't want to say shelving Avery, but saving Avery – uh, in case they really needed him. They weren't just going to say, Will threw an interception, you know, let's put the other guy in. They weren't going to do that as the season progressed, which maybe was wrong, maybe it was right, but it was loyal. Um, and Brian and, and Glenn, I'm, I'm a little bit confused, though. Some of these schools he's looking at, including USC, have their own Avery Johnson. They have that freshman or redshirt freshman that is – the heir apparent, and yet he's still considering going to these schools. Is there, is that something he needs to worry about, or is it just going to come down now uh, to money? Well, because he needs yeah. to show something too. If I'm Will, though, I'm not that there are a lot of other factors. Not that he can't beat out a, a good quarterback no. for the job because he can. But if I'm him, I want to go somewhere where they're going to tell me I'm the starter. 
right? Because if I'm him, I'm kind of sick and tired of 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 backup Skyler for a while, and they bring in Adrian, and then you're in the starting job, but then Adrian's back from injury, and then you're the starter, but everyone loves the four-star freshman, and then he looks pretty good. I'm tired of it, man. Like, let me go somewhere where they say, we want you to be our guy. You are our guy. Now, I'm not saying he needs to go somewhere where they – you know, the backup quarterbacks will walk on or something or or where they don't have like another viable option. But I I don't think, and I could be wrong, if I'm him, I don't want to get into a, a quarterback battle, you know. Yeah. Although with that being said, he seemed to have thrived in those, right? When when his job's in jeopardy, that's when he seems to play the best football. So maybe maybe that's why a school does want him, uh, even if they might have another quarterback. But I'll be interested to see if that weighs into his decision. I mean, ultimately, maybe we'll, we won't know other than looking at where he picks and and who else they have at quarterback. Uh, and we've also seen more so in basketball probably, but we've seen times where a guy commits from the portal and then the guy, there's a guy that leaves because of that, you know. And so maybe that's something we see. He might commit somewhere and we say, they already have a quarterback. And then that guy leaves when Will commits. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing is, if he's trying to go to a a big time, I mean, I should say, I mean, K State's a big time Power Five program. If he's going to go to where somebody else has a quarterback and battle for the job, he should just stay to K State. That's right. the first thing. Unless you're right, Fitz, it's about money. So if it's just about money, which I don't begrudge anybody for going and get money, I don't care what it is. If somebody's offering you money to go do a job and you love that job, then you go take the money, period, point blank. That's that's just my personal opinion. But if he's going to go and do that and battle it out with somebody, then just stay at K-State where you're comfortable. Or maybe he's going to go try to enhance his profile um, or and, and do something different. I, I don't begrudge him for that either. But I don't think that there's a couple of these places, and I can just name the names. I don't think these are Will Howard fits. Miami is not a fit. First of all, their head coach is horrendous. Second of all, that is not a fit. He's not getting better there. At USC, that the, the backup or the freshman in there, he's not beating that guy out. I mean, we can say all those things. That guy is the guy. I mean, that that's he was the top-rated quarterback in the country last year. He's coming to play. So I don't that that's not a good fit for him going to LA. Some other places, though. I like like Kentucky, even though I can't stand Kentucky. Let me make that clear. But Kentucky is a good spot for him. Kentucky has they've come under the, you know what? Yes, we want to recruit guys. Yes, we want to bring guys in. But Kentucky's under the if we can get a transfer in that can come in and play for one year, we will absolutely do that. We'll fi- figure out all the other pieces. But if we can get a veteran guy to come in and we're play- and they've done it the last two years uh, or three years, that they've been fine. So that's a good fit for him. And there's a couple other places that are good fit for him. So I, I like what Will's doing. Uh, and and just like you said, Tim, I, I couldn't be happier for him getting out there and getting this opportunity to go and and be courted, should you say, nationally, getting his name out there because everybody's talking about Will Howard right now. I'm not saying he's the number one quarterback transfer. I'm not saying that. But everybody has his name in a list and it's good to be on a list sometimes hey and uh you know how this needs to end a year from now the bowl games come out and k-state's gonna match up with will howard and in, in the postseason <laughs> that that'll be fun on the first part that you're talking brian i think if he does go somewhere else and get in a quarterback battle if you want to call it that i think it still is a little bit different than if he would have stayed at k-state 
because he he can win the job and he might be the new the new highly rated flashy quarterback from the portal. I don't know if it was an option at, at K-State simply because if he would have started next year, I think he would have gotten booed when he went on the field. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that he yeah. should have. I'm not saying it's wrong. I don't I'm not gonna take a stance, but it I don't think it was really an option. And I don't I don't I think he knew that. I think he knew it was just time to move on for his own sake and for the fans' sake. And maybe he goes somewhere else and he isn't a quarterback battle, but but the quarterback battle, the fan base actually isn't rooting that hard for the other guy to win hey, that quarterback battle. I don't know. Depending on where you go, he goes there and and flops. And I'm I'm not wishing that on him, but if you go to a certain fan base and you flop and they got a flashy new quarterback behind him, you don't mm-hmm. think he's getting booed there too? Absolutely. Yeah. So and correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but in, in that list of schools, I think Louisville is is one of the schools that was listed also. They are interested. They I think are. That would be a incredible fit. I think Jeff. I, I can is say the perfect this. guy for for Will. I, I mean, I'll say that if Will's the quarterback at Louisville on Saturday, Louisville wins the football game. I, agree. I, I mean, that's no if ands or buts about it. If Will is the quarterback at Louisville on Saturday, they win. Yeah. But so I mean, and they've got some flashy quarterbacks quarterback. at Louisville too. They got like nine of them, literally nine quarterbacks on the roster. I think they have six on scholarships. So Jeff Brom doesn't care. He has embraced the, this a one year deal. I got to build my team one year at a time. I don't care who the quarterback is. The best guy is going to play that gives us the best chance to win. And if Will's actually wanting to get better as a quarterback, there's not a whole lot of people out there better than Jeff Brom. I agree. I agree. You're watching the insiders from gopowercat.com. Those are the insiders. You can see them. Their names are on the screen. Um, they're all they're all really good people. I don't I don't wouldn't hang out around with idiots. Um, a, an important update from the Cats and Dogs studio. Dude did indeed succeed at stealing out of the trash can, but was caught for the second dip. Oh no. Yep. Yep. That's an important update. Let's take a quick break here. Very quick for everyone on YouTube, uh, but uh, we will be back on the other side. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat podcast continues after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. And welcome back to the Insiders as we continue our discussion of the transfer portal, Will Howard, and all that goes into it. I did leave off of school, and I, and I didn't do it on purpose because I'm intrigued by this. Nebraska is also involved uh, with Will Howard. There's a lot of talk up there. And, of course, Adrian Martinez has started his coaching journey back at Nebraska. Um, a little bit surprising with some of the treatment he received up there and, the, and now that it's a different coaching staff than he played under. Uh, but they are close and I can see that being a comfortable place for Will. It's not far from his friends at Kansas State. It's a program that won't play Kansas State unless it's a bowl game. <laughs> Nebraska in the bowl game. That's funny. <laughs> and um, um, it's. I think there's a great opportunity there for him to play in a part of the college football landscape because there won't be a Big Ten West next season. They're getting rid of divisions. 
Uh, but the region of the Big Ten in which he'll be competing is trash, is absolute yeah. trash. Uh, Iowa uh, just won uh, that division with uh, no offense and a, a a quarterback that looks a lot like Ben Roethlisberger minus any talent. Um, and so I think the opportunity for Will Howard at Nebraska is real. If he, if he wants an opportunity to play and be successful, I think Matt Rule's an incredible coach. That might end up being the place if they can come up with the money. It was Matt Rule who flat out said, we've got to have $1.5 to $2 million to get a high-quality quarterback out of the transfer portal. He's the one who, who spilled the tea on this one. You know, it's like – that's what the marketplace is deeming. And that, that message wasn't to us. That message was to his boosters. You All want right. a quarterback? Here's the price tag. And apparently it sounds like maybe they, they met it. Tim, how would K-State fans feel if they the player to be named later in the uh, the Martinez-Warner trade was Will Howard? <laughs> it would be very funny. I mean, just, just on the face of it, um, it would be a, a very funny situation. I think they'd be happy for him. I mean, I, I, I think there may be some uh, some fans that still are uh, – that really enjoy watching the, the downfall of, of the folks up in Lincoln that will not love the fact if, if Will Howard comes in and, you know, has gives Nebraska their first nine-win season in like 10 years. Uh, you know, that probably would not be – I don't know. There, there's some, but I think in general – most most would enjoy that. Most would would be happy for him, and the 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 poetry of of the entire situation, I think, for me, is 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 too good to pass up. If if that does happen, Brian, just go get your just do you. You know that's where I'm at with this. Whatever you need to do at this point, Will, yeah, um, go do it. And I, I think people misunderstand the transfer portal. Some guys leave because they, they're unhappy with their situation. Some guys just know they need to do a next step in their progression, and that's Will. And uh, some guys are ushered into the portal. We're not happy with your performance on the field. We're not happy. We're not seeing the growth. Um, you gave up in the last game after a season that was, um, you know, kind of up and down anyhow. You're really talented, but if you're not invested and you don't want to grow and uh, be accountable to learn, then you're, there's no room. Yeah, I'm talking about Will Lee there, um, and I am. Um, the portal goes both ways, Brian. Fancy to understand that. Coaches benefit from the portal, not just because they can bring kids in. They can usher kids out now without feeling guilty that they pulled their scholarship. You're in the portal. Everyone knows it. If you're worthy of a scholarship, someone will give you one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that aspect of it too, Fitz, because it's just what you've said. A lot of fans just think, oh, kids are moving around and kids, they're doing this. And I'm like, look, coaches can do the exact same thing when it comes to the portal. I just think it needs to be embraced. Do things need to be tweaked? Of course they do. I mean, but you tweak everything every year, you know, Um, but at the same time, the, the transfer portal has brought Kansas State some good stuff. Let's just be honest. It's brought us some good things, and it's going to continue to bring us some good things. And if we continue to embrace it and go out and get guys, I think we got to do a better job at going out and getting guys uh, and attacking it more. But if we do that, then it's a good thing because the one thing I know, if we'll get left behind if we don't start doing that. And it's not going away. That's the one thing. It's not going away. So 
good for Will Howard. Go out there and just be selfish. And yeah. I think Kansas State also needs to be selfish. Yeah, everyone's got to look out for their interests. But, Tim, any of us who covered that Iowa State debacle, mm-hmm. um, not a debacle for Iowa State, they were they were brilliant, a debacle for Kansas State's defense, I'm actually kind of – I can't believe Will Lee's the only one. I mean, there's some other guys that I questioned how much effort they were putting in. Ooh, it's snowing. You know, I mean, play football, man. You're a football player. Uh, get out there and, and tough it out. Uh, and if you've had a history of blowing assignments and, and maybe not learning, um, Will Lee was on the field because his upside is enormous. That's why teams or schools are lining up. Hell, they were lined up before he was in the portal. Shame. Uh, but um, it, it, he he has a huge upside. He will be tempting. People will take him. But for K-State, it just the clock ran out, man. You had your chance here. And, it, and yeah, we might be better if you blossom, but – we're going to put our energy into someone else. It's just that's the reality of college coaching. They got young guys they believe in. Put your energy in them. And with the history that this coaching staff has of of finding uh, guys in the defensive backfield in in the portal, guys like Russ East, guys like Julius Brents, uh, guys, you know, there's six or seven of them that have came here and, and flourished. Um, Maybe they feel like that's that's just a, a, a space that they can find a a equal or or better ad, and uh, I don't know. I, I I certainly was excited whenever uh, he came to campus from from uh, whatever JUCO he came from. Uh, I thought he had a lot of promise. Physical gifts were were out, you know, out out the out the door, but. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen a performance that bad in in quite some time um, yeah. that that we that we saw in Iowa State the the push the push into the end zone will be forever remembered yeah, uh, infamously remembered and was, and guys well game you've seen guys like we saw it from other teams in Manhattan this year when they when they were down by thirty five and you saw some poor effort but K State was was thirty yards away from winning that football game that's what was crazy to me from that but the biggest problem here is that it was really fun to say will lee wildcat i know we don't get to do that anymore unless he goes to like northwestern we we could still say it will lee getting into northwestern stop <laughs> stop uh maybe villanova <laughs> one thing about it is and, and i've seen it and we've all seen it Sometimes it just doesn't click for a guy. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't click. They can be super talented uh, and regardless of whatever they come in and they're playing, but it just doesn't click. It just doesn't turn all the way over. And that's what it seemed to be. I don't want to get on a Willie bashing trip. No, I don't. But it just it just seemed it just didn't turn all the way over. And sometimes it's better to go a, a different direction. And I think that's what we see here. But. Let's just be honest. I mean, you could see he was checked out before the Iowa State game. I don't I don't care what anybody says. And there's several people that are like that. Several people, not just K-State, all across the country, guys, that are like that. They know they're going into the portal. They're starters. Before that last game, they are checked out. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to think and, – and for people to think that it's just a Kansas State problem or something oh, no. like that. It is not a Kansas State problem. It is – all over the country. I mean, just think about you as an individual. If you are quitting a job and in your last day before you put in your two-week notice, you're checked out too. So these are the same thing. What do you expect kids to do? So, you know, it's unfortunate, 
and it came in a horrible performance. Gee, many Christmas, but it is what it is. We got to move on. Hey, let me ask you guys this question. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day as, as I think Wildcat fans, a lot of guys hit the portal. I don't think it's a concern. I think it's okay. Who are the guys on your list? And I'll give you, I got four. I'll give you mine where you say, okay, I actually would be concerned if we lost that guy. If that guy hits the portal, then, then I'll allow the Kansas state fans to panic. I would say Avery Johnson. I would say Jace Brown, DJ Giddens, and Desmond Purnell. I think those are my four. I'm not saying they don't have other, a lot of other very valuable players, but those are my four where I would say I would be concerned if we didn't keep those guys. Agreed. And you're talking about guys who are regular players with ongoing eligibility. Right, right, right. I mean, if you got a guy that's going to be a senior that hasn't fully invested himself, um, even if he's a starter and, you know, his, his talent is obvious, uh, but he's not bought in, um, there's a layer here we haven't discussed. We don't know what these guys are like in the locker room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Brian, if you got one guy in your locker room who's a pain in the ass, yep. who is talking trash to his teammates and isn't isn't a positive uh, and I, look, I want to be clear. I don't know this is Willie at all. I don't. I'm not saying this is. Sure. But that is a level of this that we don't understand and we don't grasp. And you know what? That's not something typically they'll share with the media, even off the record, because right. that's no. like in, in the inner sanctum. You don't yeah, get exactly. to know the inner sanctum. Uh, but boy, uh, the coaches know the inner sanctum. And if you're not a good part of that, you're going to be on the outer sanctum. You kind of know that too. And without them telling you, when you have a guy that's playing and they leave or somebody that you think should be playing and isn't, and then all of a sudden they leave, something's going on. You know, and and I'm not saying that there's bad people or bad people or anything like that, but something is going on, you know, that while they're while they they're leaving for that reason. But, you know, the locker room is a big thing and no coach wants their locker room being killed by somebody that's leaving. And I think the better that you can keep people uh, and, and keep the culture within your locker room, the better off you're going to be because the transfer portal, like I've mentioned several times, it's not going anywhere. So you're going to have to build it every year. Well, you can't just build a culture overnight. That doesn't happen. K-State fortunately has a culture that guys have to come and fit yep. in. You know, And if they don't, we've seen them. They come in mm-hmm. and they leave immediately. This, this, this isn't for me. Or the coaching staff is like, uh-uh, absolutely not. You're out of here. We're not going to let one. And I think K-State, the coaches do a great job of one person. They're not going to let one person come in and spoil it. You know, sometimes you'll they'll, coaches will let some guys come in and this. K-State says, uh-uh, not, not here. Not one guy is coming in and destroying anything. You are out. I commend them for that. Uh, I, I wish more teams would take that attitude. I think it would build stronger men and stronger individuals if more people did that and held, had some more accountability. But that's the one thing that I admire so much about this coaching staff is the accountability to culture and to it, it just teaches young men. We're not messing around here, man. Yes, you're here to play football. Yes, you're here to, to go to school, have an education. But you're also here to grow up to be a man. And right. we, we, we're teaching that. And K, a lot of places don't. K-State does. I love it. Let me wrap up this topic with this thought. Um, I'm not a big Sark fan. I <clears throat> I don't know. I, I've seen him. some of his behavior kind of turns me off. But you know, we can all look at Texas and wonder, why with so much talent is this the first time you won this conference in 14 years and the first time you've been in this playoff? And Sark addressed that. 
uh, on Saturday when, you know, or Sunday, excuse me, when discussing what changed. It was a locker room. He flat out said it. We've always had talent here. We had to change the culture of the program. We had to have players that loved each other and loved the result of the team, not the individual. And they've done that. And that's a powerful thing. Sark, if Sark does that and maintains that in the SEC, they are going to cause a lot of problems. They will they will be competitive in the SEC game in and game yep. out. And I, I commend him on that. Next topic, Tim Everson, Kansas State basketball, wins two games in overtime against ORU, North Alabama. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't Power know North Alabama existed. Um, and uh, they found a way to win. And that, you know, at the end of the day, it's wins and losses. But they haven't looked polished. Villanova has looked polished and then got polished by two teams from Philly over the weekend in the in the whatever the Philadelphia thing is. The, the big five. The big five. The, I was going to say the murderous five. <laughs> Coach Stang talked about it and said the refs are scared. It's Philly. Yeah. The refs don't call anything because they're scared. Um, but uh, Villanova is a really good team. Your thoughts on the Tuesday night matchup at Bramlage Coliseum between these Wildcats? It's a big opportunity yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a lot of, uh, I, I don't know if it, maybe it's just been a focus <clears throat> thing. They've had three games against three kind of no name lesser, although they, they haven't really looked lesser um, opponents. And, you know, it's, it's in a weird part of the year. It's, you see the big 12 just around the corner and you're just kind of languishing in these games. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that plays into it at all. But uh, Villanova is a team that they can beat if they play up to their uh, up, up to where they should be playing. Um, but like uh, Coach Tang said after uh, the win against North Alabama, if they play in the first half Tuesday, like they played on Saturday, uh, they're going to find themselves down like thirty at yeah, halftime. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the thing they got to. They got to find whatever this weird shooting, first half shooting bug, whatever thing. It, it has to end. You can't have a team that, that Jerome Tang has told, said multiple times before the season that this was the best by his practice metrics, the best shooting team that he's ever had. You can't have that and then be, you know, Set like in in the one hundreds ranking as far as like shooting percentage from from three, you can't let that you can't it cannot happen. I mean, there's other problems too, but that is the biggest one. That if it were fixed, this team would look infinitely better. Brian, uh, you're a former basketball player, um, <clears throat> and uh, my thought on the shooting is if you're wondering if the ball's going to go in. It's it's not. I mean, no. uh, the true shooters, um, like a Marquise Noel, mm-hmm. it's going in every time. It, right. it doesn't, but they think it is. They're Correct. confident it is. Sometimes Correct. it comes off your hand and you're like, oh, crap, that thing's mm-hmm. going to kill a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> but they're confident. I see Tyler Perry thinking about it too much. Yep, absolutely. Should I take this? Is this what I need to do? Do I need to pass? At the end of the game, he's just in, let's win this damn game mode. Yeah. And he needs to get back to just playing ball. Uh, don't get weighed down by everything you need to do. Just slowly learn how to do everything you're expected to do in this system as a point guard. 
but go play, man. Go have fun. Be loose. Well, that's the thing is being aggressive is going to change a lot of that because when you're you're not aggressive and you're passive and you're thinking, okay, I got to get everybody else involved. Well, you know what? Sometimes as a point guard, you can do your thing, and if you're doing your thing, it will come. Everybody else will come because people will start helping and guys will be open. You know, it's not always, okay, I'm just setting this guy up or I got to get the ball over here or I got to get it inside. You, you can't force things like that, you know? And I think that he's thinking about doing that to a fault. He's trying to help. He's trying to do the right thing, right. but it's just, it's what you said. It's just to a fault. You cannot force action as a point guard if it's not natural, just play the basketball game and allow things to come to you. And if you're forcing stuff or, or I shouldn't say force, but if you're, you're being passive to, to an extent to try to get other teammates involved, that will hurt the basketball team. They need you to be you. And if you are you, everything else will fall in line. When you were recruited as a basketball player out of Louisville, were you a point or an off guard? I was off guard and a small forward. Okay. Um, yeah, I played that. I mean, I played point guard my sophomore year in high school and led the state in assists, but we had four other guys, five other guys that played division one basketball. So it was, the easy, and, it was yeah. easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, um, and I could shoot it. So guys would get him up on me and I'm like, okay, well I'll drive around you. I'm passing this guy for a dunk or passing that guy for a dunk. So it made my job a heck of a lot easier. Plus my coach wanted to play, at a speed, at light speed. So we were averaging like 85 points a game. So it was up and down the court. It was great. Uh, Tim, my, my issue with Tyler is um, not that he's missing shots. I mean, he's horrible in the first half. Let's be blunt. I'm not sure he has point guard DNA. I mean, he's not been a point guard. He's been a scoring yeah. guard. And, and there's something to be said about, um, you know, a kid that grew up playing the guitar uh, and has always played the lead guitar is going to be different than trying to make the bass player play lead guitar. That makes sense. Um, I, I just yeah. don't know that he has, has that background in being a point guard. Yeah. And, and you'll have to tell me if this, this comparison is, is apt because I, be worse I, than I, one I, I, made. I, well, I seem to remember <laughs> there was a point in which Jacob Poland was asked to take on yeah. more of a, of a point guard role. Um, after being a two and, you know, having a lot of success as a two. And that took, that, that took some, some doing. Um, I wonder if that's just the case, if it is just such, it's so different from what he's used to, and maybe they need to just have Cam, you know, run that or, or once they get Quez Glover back, have him be the more traditional point and move him over. Um, they need to do something to, to free him up because I agree that he. It seems like he is really doing his best. I don't know. It seems like when when Marquise Noel, first of all, you know, you're not going to find a better passer in right. college basketball. He just naturally had that. Uh, but also, they had to rein him back from <laughs> from just bombing it everywhere. And then even then, uh, his senior year, it was just like, okay, we trust you. To know when which which crazy shots are good crazy and which crazy shots are bad crazy, and then even after that, sometimes it wasn't one hundred percent on the level. Um, if I, I don't know if they just need to give Tyler that level of trust, that level of like you know what, just go do go do what you do. 
Because what and we will kind of form around you. I don't know because they don't really. There's no identity right now for this team. They're still mm-hmm. kind of a, amorphous and weird. You know, sometimes the posts are, are, are super good. Sometimes their best post player sits on the bench for the entire game. It's just it's it just seems like they're 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 really having trouble figuring it out. And I'm sure it hasn't helped that maybe two key pieces that they thought they were going to have mm-hmm. still have not played yet for varying reasons. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think when it comes to Tyler, he's just, he's him and to use the comparison to Marquise Noel, they're just wired differently, right? Like Marquise was a guy who was going to create and pass and, and run the offense. And as a result of that, he got shots and it feels like, Tyler is a guy who has always gotten shots, and as a result of the shots, he's been able to also then create when that when they put all the attention on him. They're just and so then when he's trying to be that creator first before the scorer, that's when you're talking about Fitz. When it that cre- that need that takes more thought from him, and that's when you you can see that it he's not just playing; yeah. he feels less comfortable. Well, uh, as we wrap up this edition of the Insiders, uh, Troy Ace, you, you got a great question, but we're at the end here. We got and, breaking news on the Insiders. Yeah, well, no, he just uh, he wants to know if uh, Nate Matlack is training. I don't know anything about Nate. Matlack. He is, according to he your is. own wife, Brian Wallace. Oh, wow! Well, that's a big one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. Hey, I should probably check my own damn website. I told you, break, this is, our, is this our first breaking news on the Insiders? Uh, yeah, I'm not prepared for it. That's that's a shame. That that one doesn't raise the level of Glenn's list, but that one is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Surprising. Very, yeah. very interesting. I'd say it's just off the list, but yeah. I mean, it's maybe 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 it speaks to how good GDOBI's are is. I mean. Yeah, maybe they got some know. young guys and. Um, I think I don't think yeah. this system fits him to be honest with you guys. Yeah. Three, three, five, this system doesn't fit what he does on a football field. So while I, I, I don't want to lose him because I think he's very, very serviceable, what he does and can do, he's a four, three defensive end. That that's what he does. If he puts on some more weight or he's a three, four outside linebacker, but right. in the three, three, five at playing defensive end, that is not that, that doesn't suit his best you know for what he does it doesn't suit him no and you know what i've had a lot of people ask me and that was the first part of troy's question that I honestly missed the second part about nate do you think they'll change defensive schemes no it's, that this, this isn't this a scheme is issue yeah. um this is this is you know fitting for the big 12 this is an issue of guys not fulfilling their assignments correct um, that happens if you got four down linemen and also that makes your recruiting even more challenging mm-hmm. if you go to needing two interior defensive linemen because they're so hard to find. Correct. Uh, this system allows them to stick with one. They did play with undersized defensive ends. Uh, this wasn't a 3-4. This was a 3-3-5, and this mm-hmm. is meant to be light and fast. Uh, does it give you some issues sometimes against power running games? Absolutely. But that's a risk worth taking in the Big 12. But also, I think the defense was pretty good, really. I mean, there oh, were times yeah. where they could have been better. But I mean, look at the—I look at the TCU game and the Houston game. Those teams weren't good, but their offenses were pretty solid, and uh, they hardly did anything. I think they yeah. had three points combined in those games. The the problem for the defense wasn't talent, wasn't scheme. It was sometimes doing the right thing at the right time. They had guys that just didn't do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing some ramifications of, this, of that. I'm sorry to see Nate go. He's a great kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's college football. 
that that's college athletics right now. Um, kids can move on so easily, and you know they might be graduating. I don't know. I'm not sure. It gets confusing with COVID and red shirts and all that. Who's where? Um, so we'll see how that pans out. But that's it for this week's edition of the Insiders. K-State, Villanova tomorrow night, Tuesday night at Bramage Coliseum. It better be packed or Jerome Tang won't be the only one on the warpath about that. I'll join him. I'll be unhappy. Don't make Fitz unhappy. And don't give them Pop-Tarts. They're not, very, they're not very good. We appreciate everyone watching. I always forget to get this ready to go. Appreciate everyone watching. Thanks to the fellas. Glenn, thank you. Get to your meeting. Uh, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.